Well, hello and welcome to episode 197 of The Cool Room, uh, a fun episode today as ever as we finish off our discussion with the team from Seeker Brewing up in New South Wales. Uh, that logically means that if you haven't listened to episode 196 yet, uh, please go back and check that one out. That's the first half of the interview and also a bit of context setting uh, with Nigel from South Coast Ale Trail just to get our geography right in that part of the world. Uh, so go back and check that one out if you haven't listened to it already and go and check out our online store so that you can grab the right beers for the episode as well. Uh, only a couple of tasting packs left for that, so make sure you get them so that you can make the very most of the episode. You can sit back and in the pleasure of your own beanbag at home, uh, sip the beers as we're discussing them. Uh, really good fun beers, particularly tonight as we're going to be tasting the Dougie's Chocolate Porter from Seeker. So a great fun time there to be had. Uh, and if you're wanting to make sure that you get the right beers for the next episode, we're going to be doing live on Zoom on Thursday night, uh, Thursday the 21st of September. Again, check out our online store and find the Sailor's Grave uh, pack. We'll also do some upcoming live shows, all of these sort of bits of information about what we've coming up so that you can make the most of your cool room experience you can find in the events section of our Facebook page. Uh, so give us a bit of a follow on Facebook, give us a follow on the Instagrams and you'll be able to keep up to date with all of the news and catch up with your fellow cool roomans both online and in the flesh. Uh, look, it was great to be able to catch up in the flesh with Mr Warren Wu the other night at uh, Burnley Brewing. That episode will be coming out as part of our 200th. And a big thank you to everyone who came along to that live show. Uh, and a big, big thank you to the generosity of Burnley for that night as well. Uh, they helped to make sure that everyone who was in the room uh, associated with the cool room got for free uh, preview tastings of all of the Oktoberfest beers uh, and some really ripping beers in there as well. So that if you're in Melbourne, uh, Victoria, Australia, get out there to Burnley and taste some of the beers they've got on tap out there. We can grab them in their takeaway packs as well or off their online store. There you go. Look, that's enough spruiking for today. Let's get underway with the second part of our chat with Seeker Brewing. <laughs> Well, here we are. We now find ourselves in episode 197 of The Cool Room, getting closer and closer to that magic 200. We're here with Seeker. We're about to have a very special beer. We're about to enjoy the Dougie's Chocolate Porter. Uh, we can't wait to get into that. But I've got a question before we get to that. As we approach 200, uh, in real life time, we're going to be at Burnley Brewing tomorrow night, tasting some of their collaboration beers. Uh, they've collaborated with eight different breweries for their uh, their special Oktoberfest pack. You guys are one of them. Can you give us an insight that might whet the appetites for those of us in the Zoom room as to what we might be experiencing out at Burnley tomorrow night? What's a SARS? <laughs> oh, that's it. that sounds like our kind of shtick. Oh, what's yeah. The, what's the official style? Um, Bo, Bohemian Pilsner. That's what's what you're going to get from our club. Am I supposed to give it away? Uh oh. Yeah, this won't come out. I mean, there's no, those of us who are in the room right now will be there tomorrow night, and this won't go out until after it's uh, and after we've been there. So there's no, there's nothing you're going to spoil. Sorry, Chloe. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Um, yes. Did you, do you want to know about the beer? It's... Yeah, give us a little rundown on, on what we can experience because, yeah, that sounds delicious. Yeah, I think classic Bohemian Pilsner style, um, which I think Burnley do amazing at. Um, I love all their lagers. Um, they do quite a, quite a bit. So um, to, to do any sort of lager with them is always so cool because um, they're throwing around their knowledge and we get to, we get, we get to learn from it. And um, they're also a really good time. But the, the beer itself, like you're going to get that Bohemian Pilsner with that kind of earthy herbal like SARS. Um, super sessionable, very, very much an Oktoberfest beer. So um, I'm excited. I haven't tried it yet. Um, and did, was, how does this process work? Did you nominate the style? Did they come and say, do you want to make one of these with us? How do you sort of, how do you decide on how the collab works? Um, uh, ben? Yeah, sweet. So, um, yeah, a lot of the collabs come from, I guess, relationships of me drinking beers around the country for the last few years. Um, but It's a tough life. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely tough. I think um, we met Chloe at Gab's a couple of years ago when me and Jeff both came down and, yeah, awesome person and just built the, built the relationship from there. And we don't do too many sort of, I guess, Euro styles. So um, we invited them to Collabuary last year. Um, we did a 10 collab festival at our brewery um, and we're doing it again next year. So a little insight to... Um, that coming back i'm just in the scheduling process of you know who's coming along next year but it's i think it'll be bigger and better um i love that right collaborary i've never heard that before i'm all about that yeah. yeah no it should be good so yeah we built the relationship there they came along we did a vienna lager and um she returned serve and um hit us up for their Oktoberfest. um they did eight Oktoberfest beers i think it was and six of them were um, collabs, so some pretty big beers on the lineup from like Shapeshifter, Range, Mountain Culture, Sailor's Grave, Sombra Massa. Um, yeah, so um, we are stoked to be a part of that, but yeah, just a lot of SARS in our beers, I reckon, uh, in our beer. It looks amazing, it looks delicious. Uh, don't go to the Cool Room Shopify for those beers. Go to Burnley's uh, online sales to grab the, the collab pack. I think, Ben, I suspect it feels like this one has grown over time. I think there's at least now eight collab beers. I think they might have 12 different sort of Oktoberfest-themed beers. Wouldn't surprise me we turn up tomorrow and there'll be 13 or 14. That's just, I think that's the feels for how they go with that kind of thing. But um, check them out, grab them online. and um, We have extreme FOMO missing out. We were well, we had actually to go down, but a um, few things got in the way, so... Mm. You guys, uh, we really hope that you guys can, you know, you know, fly the flag. Um, we'll excited. send you some photos tomorrow night just to rub it in that you're not oh, there. So, you know, yes. That's the kind of people we are. Please. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mr. Wu, let's start to talk about the Dougie's Chocolate Porter. Yeah, let's do that. Um, who's Dougie? Dougie is um, my, my chocolate lab that I bought, that I bought, that I got... Um, a couple of months after the brewery opened, his birthday is actually probably two days after our opening day. So I'd like wow. to that he's as old as the brewery. Um, yeah, and he's the resident lab at the brewery. He comes to work with me every day. Um, he's usually sniffing around, um, cleaning up the floor, um, all sleeping on the couch there. 
And pretty much everyone comes into breweries, met him. Um, so we were like, we, we've, we've got to do a beer for him. Um, it's pretty classic to put a dog on a can, but this one like was pretty special for me. And I, I think, yeah, w- like we wanted to do the chocolate porter first. And I was just like, well, let's get Dougie on there. Chocolate lab it is. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't, yeah, you could almost not do it. It's like, it's, it's all, it would be impossible not to. Yeah. Put Dougie on the can, but at least one, but this one in particular. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Love it. Uh, Takes on a beer, takes on a beer, takes on a tour of this beer. So, um, would, yeah, there's a lot of people doing, are doing chocolate porters and chocolate stouts for that matter. Um, what, Tell us how you've done yours. Tell us how you put this together. Well, we like to we well, we started with a very um, sort of light chocolate sort of malt base. I think mm-hmm. um, we use a lot of like roasted wheat. Sort of leaves out gets the color without astringency. Not not it's like not a lot of big like roasty flavors in there. So wanted to keep it really smooth. Sessionable, but like still a bit desserty, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like there's sort of the market for um, dark beers for us. Uh, like we're not advertised, we're, we're not marketing towards a full, a super sessionable dark beer. That's mm. kind of thing. We kind of wanted something that's just enjoyable after dinner or, you know, campfire sort of treat. Um, so that was the base, Re- like really low key on the roasted malts, but just enough to get that color through. And then we loaded it with lots of cacao nibs. um, Nelson, our brewer, who had to clean that tank, he hates me for it. But when we brewed it the second time and even the third time, he said, please, no, I I can't do it. I'm like, well, you know what? We're going to use more next time. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I love it. Um, when does, so I'm, we're always really fascinated in, in the process here at the cool room. Um, when do you put the cocoa nibs in? Is there a specific time where, where everyone does it or do you, does everyone have their own kind of way when it comes to everyone everyone has their way for sure. And like anyone, you always learn something new, but so we, we put it in, after ferment, so it's like a secondary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like like how we dry hop our beers, we just put the cacao straight in a lot. Excuse me. And um, but that being said, like we just recently did a collab with Stoic Brewery down south coast as well, and mm-hmm. they actually mill their cacao nibs with their grain, so it goes through the whole process. Oh wow! So really cool. You get a different like. You get a different flavour from the cacao for sure. A little bit more bitterness comes through. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but you get you definitely get that dark chocolate hit. I think dry hopping, you get a, a smoother flavour. It's just what you're going for. It's just a different thing. It's a different profile that you aim for. Um, but, yeah, we, we like to think when it comes to flavouring, we take our philosophies just at the end. <laughs> After ferment, so we make our base beer and whatever flavor goes in, whether it be hops, you know, we well pull like everyone else, but um, yeah, straight in the fermenter. Mm, nice. 
Um, <clears throat> is, is how often, it sounds like you've done this a few times. Yeah. How often, what's the plan? Is this your all round dark beer? Is Dougie just going to be around all the time? Like he's at the, at the brewery? Oh, more, we like to sort of think of it as more of a seasonal thing. So cool. as the weather cools down, we sort of pull the Doug, pull Dougie out. Um, then we stopped brewing it now. We, we won't brew it. We sort of moved into a, a seasonal watermelon strawberry sour that's out at the moment. Nice. Um, so, yeah, um, definitely have a couple of beers that we like to we like to just bring back for the season. Usually, yeah. majority of what we do is just a one-off batch, like those experimentals and stuff. But this, the Duggies was definitely something we kept bringing back because it first batch went really well, and it's just... You know, if we wanted to do a seasonal beer, it'd probably just be that. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think um, last year we did um, like a sessionable porter at the start of winter. Did the crazy stouts in the middle of winter, and then finished on the sort of sessionable dark beer that sort of rides out as long as it takes to sell, I guess. And we mm-hmm. sort of went that same process again this year. Is um, start with sort of that, you know, the Dougie Chalk Porter. Yep. Um, won a gold. Well done again, Jeff. Um, then yeah, do a few crazy stouts and then yeah, Dougie at the back end of winter because you know it's nice and sessionable and some people like that dark beer through spring as well. All so, year round, yeah, yeah. You, most of the year round. Do you notice something different up there in Queensland, Ben? I mean, we speak to Queensland breweries, Victorian breweries, Tasmanian breweries, you know, some of them, particularly down sort of this end of the country you know, really have that sort of stout and porter season in the middle of winter. But in Queensland, is it as important? Like, oh, I remember yeah. speaking, to, speaking to Range, they had to remind themselves to actually brew dark beers for the, for the Victorian market sort of at yeah, no, the right time. No one wants a dark beer this time of the year. We, we've just hit spring and, um, yeah, those, those unfortunately those Dougie sales have dropped right off. Lucky, lucky we don't really have any left in Queensland, so... What's um, the temp up there? What's it? It's been warm. Yeah, no, nah, nice and warm, mate. Short shorts all year round. So <laughs> sometimes that's a thing that Ben and I discuss a lot. He thinks, "Oh, no more of this, no more of that." I'm like it's still quite cold down here in Wollongong. You know, a bit more windy. Yeah, we from a merchant Melbourne, it'd be a different thing too. So yeah. yeah, I think that's where I um, lent into. I love dark beers. Actually, it's probably one of my favourite styles, especially sort of the more sweeter pastry styles. So yeah, dessert style beers, we're told. Is that yours? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 my forte. Yeah, um, preferably not over ten percent, but you know, if I have to, I will. Um, but yeah, I think we did a rumble stout. Is where I was going with this, and um, Christmas. You know, Christmas in Australia. Who's doing dark beers? And I. <laughs> I just sort of lent into that with, like, you know, that's what I want to drink and, you know, what's a Christmas dessert that's dark and how can I win Jeff over with this idea? So, um, yeah, no, we made a rum ball. What did you call the rum ball beer? Because I've just come up with a name that I really want to call a beer. (laughs) Oh, I We just called it rum ball stout, I think. So Usually we come up with a name, but this one was... Yeah, every now and then we just call it what it is, like um, the passion for cheesecake sour coming out next week or... It's like there's no name to it, but, you know. Can we collab on a double version of the Rumble and call it the Royal Rumble? Because I love a wrestling, uh, you know, kind of. I like it. Great. Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's good. All right, next year's version. What about a Rumble? My work here is done, Mr. Moran. Back to you, brother. 
the Royal Rumble can be like like barrel aged yeah, too. It's a barrel yeah. aged version. These guys are on to us, Fred. We we do have an Imperial Scout in rum barrels at the moment. All we need to do is add that coconut, I think, and some chocolate, and we're on. All right. Royal Rumble. Get ready like, for Christmas. Yeah, yeah for, for one can, I'm happy to trade the happy to trade the idea. That's great. Um, I really like it. Who's who's which brewery actually just added coconut to a barrel, or they added chocolate? I don't know which. Oh, I can't remember. We recently interviewed a, a brewery. I think it was during the the um, Carbon Cells Black Box thing where they just added the stuff into the barrel. They just shoved whatever adjunct they had into the barrel and it just soak in. And, yeah, it was, there's, yeah. there's part of me that wants to say it was Banks, but also I don't want to besmirch their good name. No, no. Say, there's, a lot of that, there's a lot of the black box tastings that have sort of merged together, Mr. Yeah, Wood. yeah, totally. And then everyone else who does anything imperial and big and black all of a sudden gets... Gets locked into that, that tsunami of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wu, why don't you ask the traditional cool room question and then we're going to throw to some audience Q&As. Oh, the totally. have been really generous um, the time tonight. So our traditional cool room question, I think I'll add um, a, like, I think I'll add an onstage backstage component to this because I think it will be sort of relevant maybe for Jeff. But so our traditional cool room question is, what's the most confronting, strange, amusing, death-defying thing you've seen in a cool room? <laughs> um, and I'll add to that, Jeff, or backstage at a venue. Um, yeah, so either one. You can add, you can, you can talk about uh, a brewery cool room or a hospitality site or anything like that, or backstage at a Gig. I've um, I've caught I've caught our brewer. Um, I walked in there. I was like, I didn't know where he was. He was just in the cool room vaping. <laughs> I was like, what? It was peak summer. Didn't blame him, but vaping. Is <laughs> that food, health, food, and safety? There, I don't know. No, I think it's all right. It's vaporizing. Even um, more tropical aromas. Also, I've also caught, also caught, I caught two out the back, our brewery's, that's uh, so the way the tap room's set up, we've got, we got the tap room at the front and like the venue at the front and brewery at the back to the left, sort of, you have to sort of walk to the toilets to go past it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've caught two randoms kissing in the brew house and I'm like, one, you guys can't beat here, but I was sort of like, I don't know, I to help <laughs> it, be impressed, I just really liked it. Yeah, that's, is that crazy? I don't know. I, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty well, crazy. You know, um, if we, if, if you know, if we, you know, created a special couple out there that yeah, yeah, yeah. first time between our takes, you know. I, I do yeah. want to sort of follow up on Warren's question a bit because during the break between the two sessions we've had here in the Zoom room, which we know is when all the important questions get asked, uh, we've we've been here with one of your stalkers. We've found out a bit about your touring career up and down the East Coast, which has got as far as Tasmania. And Tassie. 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 more than that. Like, you've actually got to be joining us here live on a Thursday night, but you've got to have something that's happened in a cool room or at the back. Or on a touring bus. 
Yeah. Touring bus. Or does you get the bus to go cruise? to Tasmania? Do you have to waterproof the bus? How does that work? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so what's happened? Is that a crazy story that's happened on tour or what? Um... Yeah, they'll do. Oh, no, I don't. Oh. Or just, just imagine a story not related to you, related to another drummer in another band. Yeah, it's definitely not you, this story, Jeff. Definitely yeah. not you. <laughs> One of those Spinal Tap drummers. They have great stories, I'm told. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, this 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 ties in a little bit of craft beer. It's the first thing that comes to mind, actually. We went on a tour with a band, a um, good friend of mine, and actually my twin brother plays bass. We were heading over to Paris. We were originally... Our final destination is Spain. We played in a flamenco band, of all things. Anyway, so... <laughs> that was not where I was expecting this story to go, can I say? Uh, but if you'd have said pick the, 10 musical styles that might be in this story, flamenco wasn't going to yeah, get Yeah, well, yeah, because he studied classical guitar and we were, we were studying jazz, so we, we were, I was really into the style. But, you know, it's the people you're around, they sort of influence you, and this was hmm. one of those things. Suddenly I found myself playing flamenco. Uh, but to get over to Europe, we had this stopover in Manila and... We were like, cool, let's go out and, out in the town. This is pretty young, going back 10 years ago. Um, we're in a hostel and we, we discovered these. They were called bears. They were, it's probably the first 10% beer I've ever, like, had. And I just couldn't believe it at the time. I was just like, what? what? 10% beer? Um, anyway, proceeded to have a few. Had a great night out. I don't know how raunchy, like, this needs to get, but... Um, we can always you can always message me in the morning and I can cut some stuff oh, out. Well, Don't worry. Anyway, I met someone out um, and Curtis was with me and we went back to their house. I actually passed out and like we and yeah, I'm not going to finish the rest of the story because it was. Does this involve you waking up in a bathtub full of ice with a message saying call the local hospital? It, it, no, not quite. But it, um, Kurt, my brother woke me up in the morning and said our flights in like one hour and we weren't even at a hostel. We were <laughs> staying with someone. We had to, we had to basically like taxi to a hostel, get our staff and taxi there. And then we, once we were, got, when we got there, we ran into the airport and they said, this is the wrong airport. It was like the airport's on the other <laughs> side of this big highway. Yeah. It was like, there's two airports, but on the other, each side of the highway. Anyway, we missed our flight to Paris. We had a good time in Manila. We had to wait a week in Manila before we even got over there. But that was a crazy. Still remember that a lot. Yeah, those bears, those ten percent. I think that set me up for like being pretty careful about strong beers. Even though we just did a triple IPA, um, you know that comes to mind. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not missing my flight. Even though I don't have a flight, I'm not missing it. Can I tell you this is this is a part of my mindset as I enter my you know, my later years. The mm. thing that interests me most about that is what does a drummer do in a flamenco band? Because that's 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 a bit out of the Yeah, no, I like the cajon. It's the box drum you sit on. It's called a cajon, C-A-J-O-N. It's really cool. It's got, like, guitar strings on the inside of it. It's like a wooden box. <laughs> you sit on the box and play it. It's got, like, guitar strings in it. So it makes it really cool. It's got, like, a bass and a snare, snare kind of sound to it. Yeah, and it's... That is really cool. So that's 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 my takeaway out of that story. That shows what happens when you turn but, um, almost fifty. The rest of the tour ended up really great. We somehow were on Spanish TV playing for Maco because I think just the, they just I was more they were probably just 
having a laugh. They're like, what are these Aussie guys playing a flamenco for? And we were just saying, to, yeah, experience, whatever. But, um, well, Ben, ben we're going to ask the same question of you now, and mm. you've, got, you've got a bit of a mountain to climb to overtake Jeff. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling here. I don't think I can beat that Euro tour. <laughs> what about in cool rooms around? You've been around well, the traps in cool rooms quite clearly. Yeah, and I haven't played in a flank, flamenco band either, so, I mean... <laughs> Tell us a little bit. There must have, been, must have been a time where you've been out and you've seen some things out the back. We'd love to hear those sort of stories about, you know. I've, I've seen some things, but, I mean, um, yeah, cool room stories, nothing too crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I went to a place the other day and they had the cool room door ripped clean off because their cool room was sort of on the, on the outside of their, their, their bar. And um, apparently someone loves craft beer enough that they probably hooked up the Commodore with some chains and, um, yeah, decided to rip it off and, and steal some kegs. So, I mean, I, I don't oh, think that really? kind of person probably has the keg set up at home, like the system at home. But, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a wild cool room experience. But, Absolutely. Um, There's some bloke out there who's, like, got the kegs, taken them home, tried to put his finger on the ball at the top and, um, you know, probably got whiplash out of it yeah um yeah and i mean besides that maybe some old carbonara or pesto pasta in a cool rooms kicking around for a, a bit longer than it should see that's the beauty of the carbonara after long enough it does look like pesto <laughs> there's a con yeah um yeah no not not too much going on for me sorry guys uh, no, no, that's very good. The lawyers won't come after you, Jeff. You might be in a bit of strife, mate, but that's all right. Um, Not our problem. Yeah. James's comment referring to Jeff's story is uh, was Sabro the, if you remember Sabro, the ordinary <laughs> Spanish cloud on the Castanet? <laughs> was he on the Castanet? I reckon yeah. I probably met a Sabro over there. Like, you probably the met a Sabro over there. Yeah. Um, Did you punch him in the face and tell him, uh, ask him why he smells like cabbage? <laughs> I didn't. I only wish I just knew what Sabro was going to have in, in, impact in my life then, you know, when I was playing that cajon. Yeah, I've got to say, Mr. Wu, 197 episodes in, that might be your best contribution ever as well. So yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, just, I'm done. That's a mic drop. I'm walking away. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got some time for audience questions. We're going to be pretty brief with these, but we know we've got at least one lined up. Brother Corey, you've got a, a good question. We were talking collaborations earlier on, talking about collaborations with Burnley at the time, but you want to ask about collaborations with bands. We're talking about bands a lot too just before, but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's been a few beer band collabs and most of them are pretty shit. There's the occasional one that's good. Um, oh. So who would you like to have a collab with and what would the beer be? Anyone. <laughs> yeah, anyone. anyone. But, but like, mu- music-oriented. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I reckon, and, like, um, you know, bonus points for punny title. Uh, ben, really... Ben's on it. I think Ben's, Ben's already got Ben's, yeah, yeah. Ben's, Ben's eyes have lit up. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was on the mark early with uh, a, a Brizzy band called Betty Ray's. Um, I'm... 
sort of watched them come up pretty hot and fast. And I, I really thought to work with them, um, they did collab with the Brizzy Brewery, which make, made a bit more sense. Um, but I mean, that's they're 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 awesome. Um, they're they're someone I'd like to collab with. And um, I mean, the other brewery did call it Betty Railed, so I mean, good on them. Um, and Betty yeah. Days, surely. Oh, yeah, there you go. Mm, Betty Hayes, him. Yeah. Betty Hayes. I don't know, yeah. Sorry, that's no, nah, just a cool, cool young band. Um yeah. We're gonna tag them we're gonna tag them in on the Instagram about this episode and it'll confuse the bejesus out of them. <laughs> yeah. I reckon no, uh, Tui's need to do one of Jimmy Barnes and call it Jimmy Hans. <laughs> Jimmy Barnes a bit excited out with. I didn't think Jimmy would be into it. I think he's into it. Is he sober now? I think so. I yeah, know. I think he's, yeah. <coughs> They're all sober. Right. T-topless. Same as ACDC. Yeah, they have to be, though. No. Legally. Do they? Especially Phil Rudd. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The beautiful thing is, behind the scenes here, we've had more musical Phil's mentioned in the uh, the chat here in the Zoom room than I think we've ever had Phil's at reference. So we've, yeah. we've been through our favourite Phil drummers. No one agreed with me about Def Leppard. That's okay. I'm okay about that. And we'll... Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, you... I, I think... Having one arm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that, that interview that, um, Dave, that um, Dave Grohl had... Uh, I think it was talking to Will, Will Ferrell. It's like... I thought you were going to say Wilbur Wilde for a moment there. No, no, we're like Will Ferrell. And he, <laughs> Grohl's just like, yeah, I ripped everything off funk. Like, <laughs> all my all my fills, everything. It's all really basic. It's just the Gap Band. Ripped it off funk. Will he do it? You can hear it. And so, yes, if you ever see the interview, and this is totally off track... The that he's you can, like all of the Nirvana, all of the major Nirvana, like anthem, drum. Yeah, it's just all from from punk and disco fills and disco. Yeah, they're all disc, big old disco. Yeah. Well, all... I feel like we're getting to that stage. If we were listening to stuff you should know, this is where they say when Warren Wu mentions disco funk fills. It's the time to end the podcast. Uh, gentlemen, you've been excellently generous with your time tonight. We're going to sit around here live in the Zoom room after we've pressed stop on the record to enjoy some more of these beers. Um, give, us how, give us the socials. Tell us how we follow the Seeker story and um, tell us where we can find you in the flesh for all those people flying in from Finland and Fiji. <laughs> well, you can definitely head to our website, seekerbrewing.com. Instagram is at Seeker Brew and Facebook's at Seeker Brewing, I think. Yeah. Uh, and you can come down in Wollongong, look up Seeker Brewery and there you find us. Or you can go to the temple right next to us too. <laughs> it's a beautiful temple, by the way. I walk, I walk Dougie there nearly every day. That is awesome, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. We can't wait to drink more of your beers down here in Victoria. It's great to be getting them down here properly. And a shout-out to James, I've got to say, to round things out with the nomination of Charlie Watts River Brewing as a nomination for, (laughs) I don't know, a brewery, a beer, a band. I'm going to press stop on the record now and we can just chat amongst ourselves. 